0: Welcome to the Run Around Iowa, the podcast that's dedicated to news and interviews with the athletes, coaches, and personalities who are making headlines in cross-country, track and field, road running, trail running, and triathlon in the state of Iowa. And now, here is your host, Lance Ferguson. A good Monday to you all. Coming off a incredibly hot weekend in July, it, it, it seems like it always is uh, right around ragbri Week and uh, late July. And once again, it proved true. If you were racing or even going out running, you know how difficult the weather was. The forty seventh uh, Quad City Times Big Seven was incredibly hot, the hottest since two thousand and six. And um, all the other events um, in the Midwest had similar heat. I'm going to have uh, result breakdowns from the BICS USATF Masters Outdoor Championships. We're at the Cyclone Sports Complex in Ames, so I'll have a report from that. A couple of uh, national um running track meets um the Elvelopet in in decora i uh, got a little couple results from that um that's a fun uh race up in decora and much much more but uh now it's time for a busy news week um in running it's been a busy one and let's get it started And I'm going to start off this very newsy uh, podcast with a couple important signings for the Iowa State program. As new director of track and field and cross country, Jeremy Sudbury, been very busy, he is going to be bringing in two-time All-American Ashley Tutt. She comes from Northern Illinois and she's a native of Next Door, Illinois. Um, She... um, was second-team All-American, uh, finishing 13th in the indoor 5,000 meters this winter. And she also qualified for the NCAA Outdoors um, in Eugene, Oregon. <clears throat> in June, she was honorable mention All-American with a 22nd-place finish of the championships. So, and that came after she swept the Mid-American Conference 5,000 and 10,000 meters at the uh, MAC Outdoor Championships. She um, is an eight-time MAC champion in track and field and cross country, so she brings great credentials. She's going to step right in, and um, with those times, including uh, a school record of 33-24-96 in the 10,000. She's going to be a real challenger for the number one runner, uh, right along with uh, Kaylee Logue. So um, uh, it's not an understatement when um, Sudbury says that Ashley is an incredible fit, and he also said her national experience and Midwest upbringing makes her a complete game changer. So a big um, signing for Amy Rudolph um, leading that women's program, she's going to help them immensely as they try to win the Big 12 cross-country championship here in the fall. And um, on the men's side, there was also a signing as well as James Sagira comes to the men's track and field and cross-country program as also a grad transfer from Eastern Kentucky. Um, he um, He's from Rwanda. Um, he's competed at multiple international competitions for Rwanda. And, um, so he is, um, it's an interesting, um, situation with him. He was all American honors. I uh, won all American, uh, during the cross country and indoor track and field seasons for Eastern Kentucky in 2018 and 19, but then, um, uh, hasn't, uh, been healthy, I believe, for the last, uh, well, last year, of course, uh, was interrupted quite a bit, and, then, uh, they, and this year he hasn't been healthy, but we'll see what he can do as a grad transfer for Iowa State. Uh, he'll help their depth for sure, and he's got um, some, some good credentials, like I said, running for Eastern Kentucky, where his best season was two years ago, so we'll see if he can recapture some of that magic. Iowa going east uh, to Iowa City. They also signed a prep runner, uh, Miriam Sandine, out of Eden Prairie High School. She is going to come to the Hawkeyes where she owns a 1600 meter best of 455 and uh, 1042 for the 3200 meter. So Iowa announced that signing on July 21st, where um, the signing of Segura was on the 23rd and um, Tut was uh, earlier in the week before then. So those are some signings there. Uh, the <clears> have <throat> got some Northern Iowa uh, news as well. UNI Hall of Fame was announced with seven going in, and Bill Glassmaker, a um, three-time All-American and four-time North Central Conference champion, um, he is going into the Hall of Fame for the Panthers. He's still, um, his times in the outdoor 800 meters, the 4x8 relay, and the indoor mile run are still top 10 times all time for Northern Iowa. Um, So um, he doesn't have any school records anymore. Um, He owned eight when he left uh, Cedar Falls, Uh, but he was uh, the uh, conference champion in the 1000 meters. And 600 meters, they ran the 600 um, in 1977, uh, and the 600 as well, um, and the mile relay in 1978. Um, So um, he ended up, uh, I mentioned he was a three-time All-American. Those All-American honors came in the 800 meters in 1977, 78, and 79. So he's going in with a class of seven into UNI's Hall of Fame. Those Hall of Fame inductees were announced on Wednesday. By now you've probably heard that Oklahoma and Texas have uh, announced that they are going to be leaving the Big 12 on t- earlier today. They announced that they're relinquishing their grant of Big 12 media rights, which means they're basically giving up their TV money effective 2025 when their contract runs out with the uh, conference. That leaves potentially Iowa State in a bind because the conference will now have only eight schools. Been a lot of uh, rumor and a lot of uh, speculation that now the NCAA schools are going to become uh, super conferences. That then we, we could end up with as few as two super conferences or maybe one huge super conference of 60 teams, um, making up the bulk of the SEC, ACC, Big 10, uh, Big 12, and Pac-12. And then having a lesser conference of um, the schools, um, such as the American Athletic Conference, Conference USA. Those kind of schools would be in a sub-conference. And like I said, there could be two conferences, an East and a West uh, we still could end up with four, where the the Big Twelve gets folded in to uh, different conferences, um, with some joining potentially the Pac twelve. Um, you know, there's a lot of of course interest with. Iowa State uh, want, uh, potentially coming to the Big Ten, joining uh, uh, Iowa. <laughs> They're already rivals in the state, we know, um, but um, potentially uh, the the Big Ten adding a couple of those schools. Or the Big 12 um, doing what they did a few years ago, several, many years ago, and, and adding new members such as West Virginia like they did. And, you know, BYU has always been one of those schools that's been mentioned with Iowa State quite frequently. Um, With all this speculation going on, Iowa State uh, released a video earlier this evening, and President Wendy Winterstein and Jamie Pollard were in that video. Uh, Winterstein, uh, Dr. Winterstein, said it's disappointing and concerning about. This uh, movement by Oklahoma and Texas uh, leaving, announcing their intent to go to the SEC. But uh, most of the comments were from um, Jamie Pollard, the athletic director. I'm going to read some of what he has to say. You can digest this as you will. He says, It's not a time to panic. Our industry is in a state of flux. Every institution should be evaluating where they are. This is not going to be solved anytime soon. The next four years will be a long, bumpy, and challenging road for everyone in college athletics. He did say, that he believes Oklahoma and Texas will commit to staying in the Big Twelve through 2025, which gives the conference four years to have a strategy for either replacing uh, those two schools or, um, um, you know, like I said, potentially going on their own and and um, and the member schools deciding uh, where they want to go. Um, he um, he added that. They they will, uh, he, he, uh, he told the fans that he wants to continue, the, the best thing they can do is continue packing the football and basketball stadiums, um, keep having sellouts. That's the best way to keep Iowa State viable in the national conversation as far as um, coming into a conference or strengthening the Big 12 to a position where they um, can um, add. Some of their schools. He, um, he he basically concluded by saying, "In life, adversity strikes. I'm convinced we will find our way through this latest set of challenges." And here and here's an interesting one. At Iowa State, we thrive trying to make lemonade out of lemons, and I don't see this any different. Um, the one thing that uh, that is working in Iowa State's favor, if if they're wanting to. Uh, look at joining a, uh, a conference such as the Big Ten, is that the Big Ten likes to have Association of, of American Universities. And um, besides Texas, the other two schools that are members of that Association of American Universities are Iowa State and Kansas. So that'll help uh, their cause if um, if the Big 12 does disband and there is um, some panic going on, that will help them as, as much. But you know the question is does iowa want uh, iowa state to be in the same conference it's going to be an interesting few years in uh, in college athletics um and um certainly iowa state's cross country and track programs will be affected down the road no matter which way they go it'll definitely affect them speaking of um cyclones uh katie german Uh, who now uh, was a great cyclone runner, um, an All-American runner who now runs for uh, the Minnesota Distance Elite. She um, released a little bit of news on her. Um, She's been injured um, quite a bit um, in the last year or so. Um, She says that um, that I've been navigating the medical world looking for answers and solutions to an undiagnosed ailment that has left me sidelined in a lot of ways since late March. But she says, thankfully, now I'm at a point where I'm making tangible progress and I've been able to enjoy summer more and more. So she doesn't really say what's going on with this undiagnosed ailment, um, but um, she believes that things are progressing in a good way. When I talked to her at the the, uh, the uh, that elite 10K race in April, she was she was pretty uh, optimistic that she would try to to uh, do some uh, track running, and if if not track, then certainly road racing. But um, hasn't been able to to compete at all. She did uh, add in this uh, post that was released by uh, the Minnesota Distance Elite in their weekly. Uh, a newsletter that fortunately after four months I am feeling close to an answer and I'm hopeful of a full recovery I'm extremely grateful to those who have helped me along the way so she says hopefully as soon I can recover to a point where I'm able to update with more running news so hopefully she's gonna get this all solved with this um, mysterious ailment um, that's been knocking her out of training because when when she, she is healthy and running well, you know she's uh, certainly um, finishing top ten in all these uh, uh, road races, all these big national road races, and many times she's uh, fighting for the podium, top uh, top three, top five. So she's she's definitely uh, one of the aces on that Minnesota Distance Elite team, and. Um, Wish her the best of luck. Um, I did talk to also to uh, Daniel Austin, um, who lives in Davenport. He's the father of Brogan Austin, who's with the Tin Man Elite team. Haven't seen Brogan uh, racing at all, and um, and Dan said that um, he's been battling some back and Achilles issues, but that he's back running and, and, and progressing well, so he feels like he's turning the corner there. Um, so that's good news there. Dan finished third in my age group at, at, at Bix on, uh, on, on Saturday. And so it was nice to talk to him and know that um, that Brogan is on the road back to recovery. And speaking of Bix, it was, as I said, a really scorcher. Um, it was another career year for Leonard career. The 34-year-old, uh, resident of Colorado Springs, and the Army sergeant uh, picked up his 3rd big BIC-7 win. It was a great race between him and Frank Lara. Uh, the uh, 25-year-old from Boulder, they battled right to the end, um, and it was Leonard who got him uh, coming off the corner to the final uh, 400 meters. I can't remember what street that is but it's after you turn off a Brady, and um, he just got just a few meters ahead of uh, Lara uh, to get the victory, Laura. um, So career, the 34-year-old wins in 32-48. They both had the same time, and uh, Laura, uh, who was the usa 15k champion this year in jacksonville showed that um that that, that he's a legitimate guy the the boulder re- re- resident showed that he um he definitely is a guy that um uh will uh, and he really made that race he really went out was aggressive uh really took it out hard made it an honest race so you got to give him credit and he looks to be very legitimate on the national scene and a guy who's going to be challenging uh, these guys at, at all these top road races. Women's winner uh, was the incomparable Edna Kiplagat. Kip, uh, she hadn't run at Bix in 18 years, and yet the father, I mean, she she's... She, She's a mother to two teenagers, one of whom's eighteen years old, and yet here she is beating all the all the young ladies at Bix. She wins um, in thirty seven sixteen so an incredible win for her for Edna Kipligat of Kenya. She picks up the Bix win, both of them won five thousand uh, dollars for their trouble on Saturday for me. Uh, anybody who's listened to my podcast with Michelle During knows that it was my 53rd birthday on Saturday. And um, I finished second in my age category, so that was that was a lot of uh, fun. Um, that's my fourth consecutive age group award. I was just kind of glad to avoid the medical tent. It was a good day for me. I wouldn't say it was a great day. Um, Michelle said on our show... Do your best. That was her 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 thing to uh, uh, to the uh, runners. That was her message to them. Do your best on your give your best effort. And that's what I that's what I basically did. I I I did not have a great day. I did not feel that great, but um, I, I gave it what I had, and um, and it was kind of fun because I, I I looked online, and uh, the KWQC broadcast uh, showed me finishing through the finish line so uh, that never happens I have I've I don't think I've ever been on been on TV for a show that I that I watched for, for a bit. so it was actually fun to see me coming through the finish line on their broadcast and they just cut away to me finishing so that was nice um, speaking of Michelle uh, great job by her and her committees this year it was really no difference from uh, the leadership of Ed Froelich um, from years past, um, and I did um, want to um, make note to her that I really appreciated having an award, uh, an award ceremony for the age groupers. Uh, we were recognized at a, at a nice little uh, restaurant and bar uh, not far from the... Um, from the start line it was it was very nice first class all the way so i i appreciated uh, some of those special touches like that so uh great job by her and her committee and um well bill rogers was in town friday night signing autographs so i went through the line met him for the third time on friday night and um and then i had one of those um Special moments, one of those memorable moments that you'll always remember from a Bix. And this one's going to stand out because um, I was leaving for, I was leaving the post-race party. And here goes Bill and his entourage, which included his brother. They were heading toward the VIP parking lot. And we kind of yelled at Bill and and he immediately recognized us from the night before. Saw that we were drinking beer, and and he just had this look on his face, like, man, that would just really taste good, and I don't want to go stand in line to get one. And I, they were handing out the beers two at a time at the end. There, they were trying to get rid of them, um, so I had one extra one in my bag, and and I immediately, you know, uh, said, "Here, here, Bill, uh, have have one," so uh, so I can always say that. I gave uh, the Boston Marathon and New York City Marathon champion a beer <laughs> at Bix and I and I hope he enjoyed it as he was uh, leaving the uh, leaving the 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 Bix and the VIP parking lot so hopefully he enjoyed his trip to the airport uh, later that day um, so that's one of those memories that I'll always have that and i know that bill was a, he was was a bartender uh during his early days when he was running he was either bartending or or running just endless miles during his early years career so so i know that he was he, he was definitely a beer lover so so that's why um it means a little more to me so but i got a poster signed by bill and it was great to see him he's 73 years old he's got a book out and And uh, you you just don't know how many years that he's going to keep coming to Bix. So that's why it was pretty special to have him back in town uh, for the 47th Bix. Okay, on to the race results. And I'm going to continue with the Bix 7, where Diana Curry, former University of Iowa, three time All American, and two time Big Ten champion, was back in the state. And she finished fourth uh, in the women's elite field. The um, ASICS runner from Flagstaff, Arizona now. Um, she ran 37.59, um, not, um, not too far behind winner Edna Kiplegott. Um Diane's now 36, and she, um, she had a great honor earlier this month. She's going into the National Iowa Varsity Club and Athletics Department Hall of Fame. Um, for the University of Iowa. So congratulations to her. She is a, um, she's competed in three Olympics in, in 2000 in Sydney and 2012 in London and 2016 Rio, um, all in the marathon. So that's uh, outstanding for her. And um, she, um, during her Iowa career, was also Big Ten Cross Country Athlete of the Year in t- 2007 and University of Iowa Female Athlete of the Year in 2008. Um, and she set school records at eight events. So she's definitely legitimate. She had a great career at Iowa. So she's going into the Hall of Fame. Congratulations to her for that. And like I said, she was the <clears throat> she was fourth in the women's competition there. For the Iowans um, that were in the race, there weren't any um, male elite um Iowans. So so it was it was the race to see who would be the first uh Iowa resident across the line and it was uh Wartburg College uh recent graduate Joe Freeberger. Um he's from Holy Cross, right up the road from Dubuque, just outside of Dubuque. Um I was watching him run. And he's got a great stride. <laughs> this this young guy's got a pretty good future in running. He's 22 years old, um, still lives in Waverly. Um, that's what he lists as his um, as his residence right now. He averaged 5:13 pace to finish 11th overall, 11th overall in the entire race. Um, so that's uh, incredibly good for him. Um, and he. Um, like I said, was the top uh, Iowan in 11th, and only 15 seconds back was Tyson Whelan. That's got to be Tyson, one of his uh, best races of his career, I would have to say, um, to, to run that well. I know he put on Instagram that he wasn't sure whether he was even was even going to do the Bix, but I'm sure he's glad now that he did. Uh, the Des Moines resident, former Johnston high prep and Iowa Central uh, community college runner, ran 36-47, just 15 seconds back. Um, in 13th place was his uh, run a teammate, Austin O'Brien. Austin was just three seconds back. Um, he's a former Pleasant Valley and Central college runner. He was very disappointed, um, felt like he should have run about two minutes faster than what he did. Uh, felt like he had a lot more left in him. But, you know, bad races do happen uh, every once in a while. But he uh, did um, say that uh, Tyson ran really great and was uh, really happy for him. So that's, uh, that's good sportsmanship by Austin, losing to his run a teammate uh, by just three seconds. Um, uh, we'll see Austin definitely back there. Um, it was a day where you, you if you didn't um, hydrate well enough or, or didn't um, uh, expend your energy evenly enough, you really did pay for it at the end. It, it was one of those tough days. Um, Steve uh, Freshly, um, I'm hoping I'm a pron- pronouncing that right. That's what they said at the. Um, At the finish, he was seventh among the non-pro men. I'm going to start calling them non-pros here the rest of the way. He was the Greg Newell Award winner, which goes to the uh, top Quad Cities runner. Um, He uh, he earned that beautiful trophy. He's 27 years years old, a former St. Ambrose runner from Davenport. He ran 37.17 to pick up the Newell Award. Um, Jack Pendergast uh, was next behind him, 13 seconds behind um, he's eighth among the non-pro uh, men. He's from Cedar Rapids, Jack is 37-30. Jason Thomas ran well. Um, I did learn from the um, previous week when he ran at the Clive Running Festival that uh, the 5k course was .2 of a mile short while the 10k course was about one-tenth of a mile short. So. I don't know how you have a short course after doing it for 40 years, but somehow they do. Um, But Jason was ninth among the non-pros. He ran 3730. Jason's a former Dowling Catholic runner, now in West Des Moines, 26 years old. Then um, it's going to be a lot of people here. So a lot of uh, deserving uh, runners here to be mentioned. Tyler Cernahaus. Um, He's from Dubuque, 21 years old, University of Dubuque runner. He was 11th and 37.46. Then you had Tyler Schweizer. He is Carissa's cousin. He's a cousin of of, uh, Carissa, current Dowling runner, uh, living in Urbandale, 17 years old. He ran 38.05 for 14th. So I imagine he's going to be um, the next Schweizer in that whole family clan to be running at the Division I level. Uh, Joey Schultz of Dubuque, Dubuque was well represented this race. A lot of people from Dubuque came down. He's 22 years old, Loris College senior, and um, uh, former Dubuque Hempstead runner, was 16th among the non-pros, 3,809. Then you had Dan Freshly of Davenport, 31 years old, former Davenport Assumption and University of Iowa student. Um, He uh, was 18th among the non-pros, 3,815. Will Whalen, um, he's a former Dubuque senior runner who now uh, just finished his junior year at Loras College, was 19th and thirty-eight eighteen. Tyler Lance, who is from Algona, and from what I know, he works for a radio station up there. He, he does uh, news for them. He's 20th and thirty-eight twenty-six. He's 25 years old. Um, Sam Schillinger of uh, Cedar Falls he went to Cedar Falls and now uh, ran for Luther he was 3830 in 21st place Marshall Fairs Drake runner um, a lot of uh, Drake cross-country track fans know that he's a former Drake runner. he's from Princeton Iowa um, he ran 3832 for 22nd place and he's now 31 years old. These are all you know great times. Anytime you can run under 39 minutes at the BICS, that's that's really outstanding running. Um, <clears throat> Dalton Martin, who uh, just finished um, a spring track season with Wartburg College. He's originally from Rock Island, but he's I wanted to mention him. He's 38, he ran 38-34 for 23rd place. Caleb Schumacher. Uh, he is from Tipton, and he has committed to run for the University of Northern Iowa uh, next this fall, coming up in a month. He was twenty sixth in thirty eight fifty three, Parker Hune of Bettendorf. He is an ex Pleasant Valley runner who um, just finished his sophomore season at UW Lacrosse. He was twenty eighth in thirty nine minutes. Kalen Khan, interesting, uh, interesting post um, on Instagram that he that he put. He, he he said I was leading to the top of Brady Street Hill. I went out a little too. Uh, optimistically, there I got my uh, my 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 trail legs in me, and and just thought, well, I'm gonna attack this hill. And he's leading everybody <laughs> up the hill, and he said he paid for that. But but the Iowa City resident um, still ran 3906 for 29th place among the non-pros. Uh, then he was followed by Phil Young, who 35 um, year old former Davenport Assumption Prep, who now owns uh, Fleet Feet in Davenport. He was 30th in 3910, followed by Isaiah Rabada of Iowa City. The 23-year-old was 32nd in 3935. And then uh, you had former University of Dubuque runner Noah Forey, Um, He's now living in Dubuque, and he's 26 years old. He ran 39.40. That got him 33rd place. And then former Grinnell College runner John Lennon, uh, he ran 39.42 for 34th place, and he's 24 years old. So those were the top men. I wanted to mention there were a lot of really good runners who did not make this cut so um this was just on the one page of the leaderboard so i had to cut it off somewhere it's uh it's a and it's it's an impressive list of of runners who i did not even get to and um so if you want to go to Athlinks and look at the results you'll you'll find a a very good number of men that um that just simply uh i couldn't mention because i don't have time uh for everybody, so uh, the Iowa women uh, at the Bix here. After Diane McCurry, you had uh, the battle to see who was the top Iowa runner. Um, finishing second place um, in the well, we'll call it the amateur race, whatever you want to call it, the non-pro race, was Gabby Scopic, uh, Coralville. She was second place uh, out of everybody. She's 22 years old. That's an, uh, Her time was 4409. That's a 618 pace. Um, Gabby, a former Iowa City West, and uh, just finished at Northern Iowa, her senior running season there. Finishing third, Elena Beachler. Um, she's a former co-college runner, now a Loris professor and a coach. You can hire her to be your coach. Um, she's Living in Dubuque, she ran 45.07, good run for her, the 35-year-old. Um, in sixth place among the non-pros was former Mount Pleasant runner and now University of Iowa runner Abby Ryan, the 19-year-old, ran 45.51. <clears throat> and taking the Alois Caldwell Trophy as the fastest female quadsidian was Kelsey Alba of Bettendorf. Uh, the 30-year-old, mother of three kids under six years of age, was making her debut. She runs 46-41 to win that nice trophy. She was paced by her husband, Devin, who we uh, we know him quite well as a, a, a top run-a-blaze athlete. Um, Devin uh, paced her, helped her through those tough miles, so a good win for Kelsey. She... Wins that uh, Caldwell Trophy by 20 seconds over a 14-year-old. <laughs> I, I saw her at the Age Group Awards. Grace Bolin, 14-year-old from Bettnor North, ran 47.01 for ninth place among the non-pros. Congratulations to her. She's got a bright future ahead of her uh, when she uh, turns to high school competition. Former Wartburg runner Karina Collett was in 10th place among the non-pros, 22-year-old was clocked in 4709, and then you had Lindsay Brzezinski of Elkhorn, um, she was 4713, she's 39 years old, um, and then Morgan Masecki of Bettendorf, she's a former Pleasant Valley and St. Ambrose runner. She uh, was, she ran forty seven thirty eight for twelfth place. Then uh, we had uh, Central Iowa represented here. Kate Maurer, forty nine years old. She uh, took the award uh, for the uh, Roadrunners, um, the RRCA Roadrunners Club America uh, representative uh, was there, um, and um, and Kate. Um, won that award for the 40 and over group. Um she's 49 years old, ran 4829. So that was good. And then um Jennifer Vandavechty of Sioux Center was 16th among the non-pros. The 43-year-old ran 4834. So those were the top Iowa females in that race. In total there were 5,500 finishers in the Big 7. And when you add in 1,264 finishers for the Quick Bix, many uh, of whom uh, were probably trying to initially run the Bix 7, decided better of it, decided they weren't ready. So that number of QuickBix Bix runners was uh, a good amount of 1,264 finishers. The winner of that quickbix, Bix, by the way, which is a two-mile run, uh, you go up Brady Street as well, but you turn a little uh, short of where the Bix 7 runners are, and then you come right back downtown. The winner was Jack Myers, 19-year-old from Bettendorf um, in a good time of 1041 when you consider he had to run the quarter-mile-plus Brady Street Hill. So all, all in all, uh, by the time you add in the um, the virtual runners for the uh, for the BICs, which might have numbered uh, several hundred, you're probably looking at uh, eight thousand, maybe nine thousand finishers overall for the uh, for the Big Seven uh, on this forty uh, seventh running of this event. This next result comes from announcer Mike J. He's reported that Northern Iowa assistant coach Alexina Wilson said a new uh, personal best at the Ryan Shea Memorial Mile on Saturday in Michigan. The former Mount Vernon Lisbon state champion ran 429.33 to crush her uh, PR of 436 for the road mile. So that means, as Mike pointed out, that Alexina now has PRs in 2021 in the 800, the 1500, the road mile, and the steeplechase. An impressive run uh, this spring and summer by Alexina Wilson. Uh, I kind of dropped the ball. Um, with my last podcast, I didn't realize that she was running in the Sound Running Sunset Tour on July 19th. Um, that that event followed the American Track League event at Tribuco Hills um, on uh, on that Sunday night, and um, Alexina ran that personal best I mentioned in the 1500. Um, She ran 4.06.32 to finish ninth overall in that race, uh, uh, a race that was won by Josette Norris in 3.59.72. And uh, Alexina uh, is a Tracksmith uh, athlete. She's sponsored by Tracksmith, and she also has run support as well. So some nice running here this summer by Alexina Wilson. Um, the, uh, speaking of the Sound Running Sunset Tour, they were in Azusa Pacific University on Sunday, and former Iowa State runner Festus Lagat, Broke 145 in the 800 meters for the first time in taking the win there um, Sunday night. He ran 144.47 to upend Brandon Kidder. If you remember at that ATL event at Trabuco Hills the previous Sunday, it was Kidder, uh, the Brooks Beast Track Club athlete who defeated Lagat, hold him off, but this time it was Festus who got the win. Uh, beating Kidder by 0. 0.52 of a second. So congratulations to him running a 144. He, um, he's getting better. So uh, we'll have to see how the former Cyclone keeps improving. Okay. Speaking of Cyclones, as I mentioned, the USATF Masters Outdoor Championships were held. campus of Iowa State University over four days. And... Um, It's open to ages 30 to 96. Generally, most of the athletes are masters, over 40. And there were five world records set over the course of those four days and 27 American records. And there's a couple Iowans who did really well. Gary Patton, um, he, he is an amazing runner. Um, He's 75 years old, defended his title in the um, 1500 for men, 75 to 79, by setting an American record of 5-1987, great running by Gary, uh, who now owns American records in the 1500 in three age categories. So he owns 65 to 69, 70 to 74, and now 75 to 79. That was on Sunday, the previous day in the 800 meters for men 75 to 79. Patton, who is from Rock Rapids, way up in the northwest corner of Iowa, uh, ran 238.25 to get that victory. That's a very nice time uh, to win by about, um, well, 25 seconds over William Ryder. So uh, easy win there in that 800 for uh, Patton who uh, runs for the Southern Cal track club. Uh, that track club uh, won both the women's and men's overall team titles. Uh, Patton started his week on Thursday by winning the 75 to 79 age group uh, 5,000 meters, running 240590. So um, definitely Patton's best races are the 800 and the 1500 out of those three. But three titles nonetheless, including an American record. So congratulations to the Rock Rapids resident. Um, uh, We also had uh, run-ablaze athlete Jessica Horuska, who picked up a couple victories uh, during the week. She started off by winning the women's 5,000. 40 to 44 running 1905 55 that was a uh, an impressive run there in the heat um, and then on saturday jessica who has a uh, crown running uh coaching and and a podcast going she won the ten thousand uh, on saturday she's uh, mostly known for running those longer distances she ran 38 38 uh, another very good time for 10,000 to win by over a minute over a rabbit elite runner, Sarah Ibbotson. So nice job by the former Dubuque Hempstead and Warburg College runner, Jessica Hruska. That was the USATF Masters Outdoor Championships, where I said, um, like I said, five world records, 27 American records set over those four days of competition. Going uh, off roads now. It's the El Velopet 15K. Which is run basically as a cross country. Going to have a couple cross country results here. Where the uh, where the Bohach family uh, picked up two victories. Adam, uh, the 37 year old run-a-blaze athlete. Took the 15K. Running 52:43. 43 um, That's a 539 pace. He was an easy winner over Jason Engelkin of Decorah. Engelkin uh, ran 58.48 for runner-up finish, and he's 32 years old. And then Grant Sparstad, a 24-year-old from Cedar Falls, was third in 59.49. Uh The women's winner was Run-A-Blaze's Sarah Bakula. She's a former uh, Simpson College runner, 33 years old, now living in Fort Atkinson. She... Took the win in 101-34, and she was uh, not only the first woman, but also fourth overall. And then you had the El Velopet 5K, held with their celebration in, in Decora, where you had Flannery Serbin Boach um, of Cresco, like her uh, like her husband, was a winner. The uh, 34-year-old ran 1835 to take that victory. The men's winner was Brady Hogan. He's from Wakan and 18 years old, he was timed in 1736. Those are some tough courses for the Lavella Pet 5K uh, in Decorah. The Iowa Games held their uh, cross-country event uh, at the Iowa State cross-country course, and it was Blake Whalen, former Dubuque senior and Iowa Central runner, who took uh, the 7.5K and 4.4K titles as well as the combined uh, title as well. Um, Let's go through uh, his overall time, which was 40.04. So he won that overall competition between those two races. That uh, 40.04 time was uh, 3.5. 14 ahead of Tori Stallsmith. Stallsmith is 31 years old. He was clocked in 43.18 for those two races, and then Thomas Halad, uh, who's a 32 year old. I don't have any of these. Um, I don't have these towns for these people. Um, he was clocked in 44.25. The women's uh, overall combined winner for those two races was Tina McDonald, who's 49 years old. Um, She had an overall time of 58.32, including um, a 20.42 for that 4.4K. So Waylon, um, in his 7.5K race, he ran 25.48 for the win, and Blake is 25 years old. He was 48 seconds ahead of Bryant Isaac, uh, a 19-year-old from Cherokee, and then uh, Isaac was 18 seconds ahead of, uh, Getchy Austin. Maybe it's Austin Getchy. I, I think that's probably what it's supposed to be. Um, and then you had uh, Randy Jimenez, who was in fourth from Indianola. Um, he ran 27:14 for that 7.5K, which has a you know at least one really good hill, if I remember right, on that Iowa State course, and maybe two. Well, you have to run it twice? Of course. So it's a, so it's it it's a it's a tough uh, cross country course, and then going down to that four point four k race, it was Whalen again, uh, picking up the victory, running fourteen seventeen for that one, and he was thirty seven seconds ahead of Zach Spora of Madrid, and Zach is seventeen years old. And then um, Max Spora, who is also seventeen and from Madrid, I'm not sure if they're cousins or brothers. Probably, maybe they're uh, maybe they're twins. Um, he was timed in fifteen oh two. And then Andrew Pook of Ankeny was fifteen thirty five for fourth place. And uh, Stahl Smith, who I mentioned was second overall in the combine, he ended up fifth in that 4.4K running 15.37, just two seconds behind the pook. Um, The women's winner in that 4.4K was former uh, Drake runner, a recent grad, Millie Brettel. Uh, Millie ran 17.24, and she now um, lists Des Moines as her residence, and she's 22 years old. So, that is the Iowa Games um, uh, cross country races in Ames. And I wanted to mention one other result before I finish this up. Former Iowa runner Kevin Lewis of Ottumwa ran in the Hopkins Raspberry Run mile on July 18th. Um, that uh, Hopkins race is in Minnesota. He, so, he finished second overall, Kevin did, in 413. That's six seconds off his PR uh, for that distance. So that was on July 18th. Uh, good run by the Minnesota distance elite athlete Kevin Lewis on the 18th. And if you have any results that I have missed, please send those to me. I do appreciate that. You can send that to my last name, Bergeson, B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N, at Gannett, G-A-N-N-E-T-T dot com. And you can come back later on this week. I will have a podcast that will be solely focused on the Tokyo Olympics. The World Athletics Organization announced the entries for all of the track and field competition coming up starting uh, July 30th. And that is just a short, as I speak, four days away with Carisha Schweizer, I know, running on day one on July 30th. But nevertheless, I will have all of the Iowans and Iowa Collegians who will be competing, and former Iowa Collegians, um, such as uh, Hillary Boer, uh, who will be competing over this 10-day span in Tokyo. So look for that podcast later on this week. I'll be mentioning... The big and small schools, all of them, who will have uh, athletes competing. So look for that podcast later this week. Until then, happy running, everyone.